0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers. Wire, I hate you guys back up? It is Friday, April 27th. Hope you guys are having a good week, and hope you guys enjoyed the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, it was a long time coming, of course, but we finally made it, and we're now knee-deep into the draft, including the newest member of the Carolina Panthers, with the 24th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers selected DJ Moore, wide receiver out of Maryland. and We'll get into DJ Moore in a little bit, uh, but first, a couple notes we got to touch on. First, we'll talk about the new contract extension for tight end Greg Olson. He signed a two-year, $17.1 million extension with the Panthers. which will run him now through the 2020 season. He was set to become a free agent at the end of this upcoming season, but now he is under contract for the next three seasons. He can also hit incentives in his contract that would put him at $20 million over the two years. That could make him... The highest paid tight end, or at the very least high, new Packers tight end, Jimmy Graham, is the league's highest paid tight end based on average annual value. Of course, Greg Olson had that foot injury last year, um, was placed on IR missing eight weeks, but now it looks like he's back in tow. We talked to in the past about the possibility, of course, Tight end could have been a need in this draft because of Greg Olson be, likely becoming a free agent. At the time, we thought it would, it could have been possible, uh, but now, of course, with this new contract, he's pretty he's locked and loaded. So, don't really have to worry about a tight end. You know, maybe they take a tight end late, but it's it's not not it's not necessarily a critical need now with this new contract so greg olson in tow uh none of the big sites though. i was checking spot Rack and over the cap they don't have the full numbers yet you know the only thing spot Rack has is his cap charge for this upcoming season which is 9.75 million dollars he had six and a half million dollar six and a half million dollar base salary and a $3 million signing bonus. Now, again, that, that could change depending on when we get the actual details of the draft. The bottom line is Greg Olson now under contract through the 2020 season. The other big news, of course, was the Sports Illustrated article that came out yesterday in which a victim of Jerry Richardson's workplace misconduct... Came out and is basically, you know, basically going after Jerry Richardson and also going after head coach Ron Rivera, which was, you know, she certainly did, did not let up. Also went after Bob McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans. Very unhappy with his, his comments. And I'll read a paragraph from the Sports Illustrated article, at least part of the letter, that this victim wrote. So, quote, Dear Bob McNair, thank you. Your comments on March 25th, which affirmed you still have no clue or compassion in regard to sexual harassment and racism, also let me know that Jerry Richardson broke the nondisclosure agreement he had signed with me. According to you, Richardson shared his side of the story with owners. You said... He was very candid in what he said and what he did. Because Jerry Richardson spoke on the subject, I can write these letters and finally speak my truth. According to you, some of the comments he might have made could have been made jokingly and misunderstood. I'm sure he didn't mean to offend anybody. Jerry Richardson calling my friend who was a well-liked and respected scout a N-word cannot be taken out of context or misunderstood and it could never be construed as a joke. For you to say that offends me, I can't even imagine the heartache he's had to endure, but that's his truth to tell. As for me, I did not misunderstand any of Jerry Richardson's comments to me. They were clear. He wrote down many of them in notes so there wouldn't be any any misunderstanding. And regardless of what his intentions were, you'll have to ask him that question. He sexually harassed and assaulted me. That is my truth, So that was the victim's letter to Bob McNair. The victim also wrote a letter... To the NFL, and also to enablers, and also to head coach Ron Rivera, and I'll read part of the letter to Ron Rivera. Quote, Dear Ron Rivera, a week after the release of the Sports Illustrated story, you decide to break a Carolina Panthers post-game team huddle with Mr. Richardson on three. Wow. How insensitive you are. To not only my truth, but to the truth of your scout, current, and former Panther staff, and even the victims of other perpetrators. Victims are hurt all over again when people publicly side with an abuser, let alone celebrate one. In the blink of an eye, you, along with the likes of Jerry Jones, Jerry Richardson, is one of the really, really, really outstanding men of football that I've ever met. I really admire him. And Bob McNair, I know Jerry Richardson, he's an outstanding person, became yet another enabler. You are part of the reason this behavior is condoned and continues, unquote. There's more more than a letter. But so basically this victim went off and then obviously a letter directly to Jerry Richardson. But boy, I mean, this goes quite into detail. And of course, you know, if you want to check out the article yourself, it is on Sports Illustrated, uh, My Truth in Letters, is the name of the article. It's, again, just a group of letters by this victim. And at the top, there's a picture of Jerry Richardson and, like, a little cart and the quote from the former Panthers employee, Do you realize how much you hurt me? So, quite a... Quite an eye-opening story. Um, And we know we're getting close to possibly getting close to a vote on panthers ownership or new ownership and the chance that we could have a vote at the next owners meeting but again very uh very disturbing story too so and again you know you'll let you guys read it if you want to kind of create your own opinion if you so choose
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: But back onto the football field, let's talk about the draft. Let's talk about the Panthers' newest member, DJ Moore... Certainly a uh, certainly an excellent player. We've talked we've talked about him in the past. we've talked about the fact that uh, he would he dominated big Ten competition you know and and Maryland had kind of like a revolving door quarterback there were other than DJ Moore, there wasn't a whole lot of stability. With the Maryland offense, you know, whether it's injuries or whatever the case may be. Uh, But DJ Moore just produced outstandingly. Uh, Great route runner. A lot of people had Moore as the top-rated receiver in this class. And he does end up being the first receiver off the board. Of course, I know a lot of fans out there wanted Calvin Ridley, but... More in some people's eyes, is more of a complete receiver than Calvin Ridley. Of course, Ridley ended up going two picks later to the Atlanta Falcons to now have that uh, dynamic Alabama duo at wide receiver with Ridley and Julio Jones. But DJ Moore, you finally get the playmaker you need at wide receiver, and... Obviously, it's a big compliment when this guy is being compared to Steve Smith, who is arguably, or not arguably, I mean, obviously a great wide receiver in NFL history, but undoubtedly the greatest wide receiver that the Carolina Panthers have ever seen. And for DJ Moore to draw those comparisons is obviously big time. And, you know, maybe now it comes with some higher expectations. Because people are already starting to put him on a podium, similar to Steve Smith, uh, but but again he is a great playmaker. He is a, a great route runner. He can he could just do so much. And with Greg Olson back and healthy, you know, and Devin Funches is still kind of coming into his own, but he obviously had his moments. After he got a chance as the number one receiver, you know, so it's still going gonna, still gonna to be kind of tough for defenses to kind of key in on DJ Moore. He, he may get more of the attention, but there's still going to be other factors in play that you have to account for as an opposing defense that could still let DJ Moore kind of do his thing and help this offense move the field. Which again really really is what the Panthers needed. They they had to come away with some kind of good receiver, whether it was in the first round or here on day two, but they take care of it here in round one. You know, safety, of course, was possibly an option. A couple of the corners. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of good player, a lot of good options at the time. You know, obviously Justin Reed was available, Jesse Bates, uh, Isaiah Oliver, Mike Hughes. So there were some options. You know, of course Jair Alexander was not available because he was taken 18th overall by the Green Bay Packers. But I think Moore more is definitely a good fit. And I think it also says that the Panthers could be targeting Jesse Bates in round 2. Now whether he makes it to 55 or whether the Panthers are going to have to move up to get him is another question. But you have to, you have to think safety could be potentially an option here. You know, and I mean even Justin Breed is still on the board. You know, I really thought Pittsburgh was going to go safety, and they did, but not the safety I thought. You know, you figure it probably would have been Justin Reed or even Jesse Bates, but they went with Terrell Edmonds. And, you know, down the line, I'll also give my thoughts on the entire draft, but right now we're just going to talk about the DJ Moore pick and, you know, obviously just the Panthers focus, but... um. Both of the top safeties – or two of the top safeties, at least in terms of who the Panthers could have been targeting, are still on the board. Now, what was interesting was that Derwin James slid a little further than most people thought. It was starting to become a little interesting whether Derwin James would uh, actually make it to the Panthers or if maybe the Panthers would move up. But he ended up being gobbled up by the Chargers – at 17, um, and certainly DJ Moore was one of the the next best options. And I believe I believe the quote from Herney was about Moore's ability with the yards after the catch was kind of the quote-unquote tie-breaking scenario uh, between the two receivers, and that's why the Panthers ended up leaning toward DJ Moore. But again, DJ Moore, fantastic receiver. I think Panthers fans have to be be excited. I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be those that wanted Calvin Ridley, but I I think you're going to be quite happy with DJ Moore. Looking ahead now to day two, again, safety's still on the board. Justin Reed, Jesse Bates, um, you have to think – I have to think safety is going to be a target, or or possibly a cornerback. Uh, Isaiah Oliver still on the board, so I mean there, there's a couple options that that the Panthers can go in. It'll be really interesting what they do tonight. You know, again, and, and could they co- could they come up for somebody? You know, they have that extra pick in the third round. Do they use that as ammunition to move up in the second round? To get one of these targets. Or do they just sit back and see who falls to them. At 55. Or do they eye one of the. The other safeties. You know that aren't. Justin Reed or Jesse Bates. Could they be looking at. Someone like say. Kaiser White. Later in the draft. Or Quinn Blanding. You know I, I don't know. I think. Uh, I certainly. You know, and I, I've obviously made it clear how much I would, I think Justin Reed would really fit this offense, and even even Jesse Bates is a good option. Look, Je- Jesse Bates is a tremendous athlete, and he plays the position so well. You know, he may not be as versatile as Justin Reed, but he's still a quality safety and, and can definitely get the job done. And I think Carolina and you know they've had contact with him with both of them throughout this draft prospect process excuse me so they definitely seem like they'd be quite happy with either player so i think the, so those have to be two of the top options that uh, that the panthers have to be eyeing i think tonight you know again edge is still a possibility Maybe they could go guard, but um, that also depends on on how much they like what they have. You know, maybe maybe they're comfortable with the free agent signings they made, like like Jonathan Serios, for example, out of Minnesota. Maybe they like the possibility of Taylor Moten and Tyler Larson competing for a guard spot. You know who knows. I th- I, th- I think today's going to be pretty telling in terms of how the Panthers view their their current offensive line depth chart. If they go after one early or trade up for one, obviously they'll really like the prospect. But if they kind of sit back and go in different directions, then maybe that tells us that they're they're content with where they're at. You know, they're con- maybe it tells us they're content with playing Moten at guard or, you know, with with Darrell Williams being a free agent at the end of the season, maybe they start eyeing to the future and consider Moten there. You know, because remember, you did invest a second round pick in Taylor Moten last year. So at some point you want to see what you have in him. So I, I think today's going to be... Quite interesting in terms of what direction I think they're going to go in, or what direction they could go in, uh, in terms of the, the offensive line. But again, you know, safeties still has to be an option. Edge could be an option. And then again, maybe offensive line if they want to go that route. And maybe they take a running back. You know, maybe... Now, the running back market's going to be interesting because you did see three of them go off the board last night, including two that, well, one wasn't a huge surprise, you know, being the back end of the first round, that was Sony Michelle to the Patriots, but it was quite surprising to see Rashad Penny taken by the Seahawks at 27. You know, it, it's not like Rashad Penny is a bad running back. He, he's a He's a good running back, and we know how productive he was at San Diego State. Pass protection is a question mark, and now you're investing a first-round pick in him. And oh, by the way, the Seahawks still need offensive linemen, so... Hopefully they address that at some point, and they only have one pick tonight after trading down with the Packers. So...
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?
0: It'll be quite interesting to see what the Seahawks do. But in terms of running backs, you know... And, I mean, obviously there are still some quality backs. You know, it's just a matter of, are they going to be gobbled up early? You know, who's going to be available if the Panthers want to eye the position, say, in round three? But, of course, Darius Geis is still on the board. Ronald Jones is still on the board. And then, you know, even if you go a little later... Um John Kelly out of Tennessee, Mark Walton out of Miami, Naheem Hines is certainly possible out of NC State. So a lot a lot of ways I think that the Panthers can go here. And certainly they're gonna be one of the busier teams tonight because again they do sit with three picks right now, one in the second and two in the third. Oh, you'll you'll definitely be hearing the Panthers quite a bit tonight, whether it's making picks or possibly being on the phones, uh, working out some deals and maybe trading up. But as always, we'll be here recapping it all. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about what they did tonight in rounds two and three and then kind of look ahead to the rest of the draft. I mean, it's moving quick, so... You know, enjoy the ride, and as always, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, enjoy day two of the draft because, you know, everybody loves round one. That's the marquee event, but day two is pretty important as well. You know, we've obviously seen a lot of top players come out of these rounds that end up being big hits for teams. So this, these are still pretty important rounds as well, so... Uh, like I said, buckle up, get ready, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk talk about more new Panthers players. But until next time, Bill Rossetti said thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends.